0: Well, my friends, today the church celebrates this great solemnity of Pentecost. Um, pray, we've been praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, uh, and today uh, we celebrate this day uh, when the Holy Spirit enlivened the church. This is the birthday of the church. Uh, this is Pentecost Sunday when the church. Now we go out on mission. Uh, and a number of points, though, with the relationship between the apostles and the church and the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit, uh, the soul of the church. What's interesting, and I've always, you know, you pray with the different outpourings of the Holy Spirit in Scripture, and so our gospel today is from John's gospel. It is uh, from after the resurrection, when our Lord appears to the apostles, and we hear uh, he breathed on them and said, "'Receive the Holy Spirit.'" Now, an interesting point, and you know, I've been noticing as we've been um, in this time of social distancing, you know, it's interesting to like go watch movies and television shows from before social distancing was a thing and be like, whoa, those Avengers are standing too close to each other. Six feet, Hulk, like something like that, right? It's interesting to like go and watch these things and be like, you can't stand that close to people. Um, How close do you have to be to breathe on someone? It has to be more than, I mean, six feet is a sneeze and a cough. Uh, but to breathe on someone, you got to be super close to them. Like, I, if you're breathing on me, you're too close. right? I, I was social distancing before, it's popular. Um, that there's something about being close, and that our Lord is close to the apostles, that he breathes on them. The, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens first in intimacy with Christ in that closeness with our Lord. Our Lord, so close to the apostles, he breathes on them in this moment of quiet intimacy. Receive the Holy Spirit. The, the relationship, it's not like, oh, I believe in Jesus or I believe in the Holy Spirit, right? It doesn't work like that. It's Christ pours forth the Spirit. He prays for the outpouring of the Spirit to the Father. And then it, on this Easter Sunday, he breathes on them in that closeness, receive the Holy Spirit. And he gives them power. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And the Spirit gives power. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. And whose sins you retain are retained. This is the the sacramental nature of of the sacrament of confession. uh, That it's through the Holy Spirit um, that the, the Lord gave them this sacramental power. They received the power. They received the power on Easter Sunday. That they, that's it. On Easter, they got that power from the Lord. When he breathed on the, in that intimacy of the upper room, in the closeness with our Lord, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Okay, well, if that happened on Easter, then what do we need Pentecost for? Right? What's, what's the point of Pentecost if that all happened on Easter? Well, the apostles, um, they, didn't, they still didn't get it. Even though they had the power already, um, they were not pushed out on mission. They were not yet inspired sufficiently. They were not in good enough relationship yet with the Holy Spirit. Um, and so it's 10 days after our Lord's ascension... The Holy Spirit, as the apostles had persevered in prayer uh, with Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Uh, they were all together, and now Pentecost happens. Boom! The Holy Spirit comes in a very strong and real way. A noise like a strong driving wind filled the entire house in which they were, and there appeared tongues as of fire that came to rest on each one of them. And we even hear... That the noise, um, that the people, they heard the sound, and about 3,000 people at least gathered for that. Look, I, I live in a city. If you're going to get me up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, well, it's 10 o'clock now, this is about the hour of Pentecost, um, if you're going to get someone in it who lives in a city to get out of their house and look at what's going on, it's got to be a big noise. It's got to be a big, out-of-the-ordinary thing when... The second person of the Blessed Trinity, the Word, our Lord, came on the scene. It was in the quiet stillness of a Christmas night in Bethlehem. It was under the cover of darkness. It was um, a covert operation, if you will. Not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is um, power and majesty. It's shock and awe going on here. It's the strong driving wind and the boom! God is on the scene in this new way. Um enlivening the apostles. But they'd already received the power on Easter. But now it's actualized in them. Now that power they received from the Lord is given the fuel it needs to go out into the world, to go and actually do this. You know, I'll tell you, as a priest, these last couple months, has been um, it's been a real difficulty, a trial, that I, I have... Power given to me by the Holy Spirit because of my ordination, particularly as our Lord said, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. To not be able to hear confessions, uh, publicly scheduled confessions, still, uh, someone asks, of course, you still hear their confession. But, like, the sacrament of confession should be widely available, daily, if possible. And we should be, yes, our priests need to hear confessions, uh, and that we should want to push. Our priests may be out of offices and um, recliners and couches and get out there and hear confessions. And um, we should all, you know, at our baptism, though, everyone, because of their baptism, received the Holy Spirit um, and is supposed to be on mission. And they ha- you have the power. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the power. But maybe that power hasn't been actualized. It hasn't been realized. In the Charismatic Renewal, uh, this uh, process of actualization and realization is called baptism in the Holy Spirit, which isn't a new baptism. It's not like it is, I got to be rebaptized, But rather, there's a reality that I received grace at my baptism, uh, which is like unlit dynamite, right? I received something that's supposed to be powerful, that's supposed to make a change. And so far, it's just sitting on a shelf collecting dust, doing nothing. That's dynamite. Like, that is the power of the Holy Spirit which we received in our baptism, with the, which the apostles received that Easter Sunday from our Lord in that intimacy of conversation. Now, on Pentecost, our Lord blows it up. Now we're getting to work. And this is why, theologically, we continue to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church, throughout the world, in our own lives. Not that through some prayer experience we're going to receive a new baptism and a new grace, but rather we've received grace sacramentally. Every time we receive Holy Communion, It's that is the new grace, objectively. That's the growth and in intimacy with Christ. But how many times do we receive Holy Communion and then nothing? Worse, run out of the church get out before the traffic happens, or just watch other people in the communion line and start judging them. That sacramental power is there, like unlit dynamite. And when we pray every Pentecost, and we should pray every day for a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it's because we know there's dynamite in the grace in someone's soul that needs to be lit and blown up by the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we pray for. And we should pray for that actualization, that realization in our own souls. And we should pray for that in the hearts and souls. of. There is so much unused sacramental grace in the world just waiting in people's hearts to be lit on fire and blown up. It's just there. What would happen if today... It all just went boom. What would that look like? It's a a stunning criticism. But it was Mahatma Gandhi who said, if every Christian lived like a Christian, there'd be no non-Christians. If every one of us was living this grace of baptism, if every priest was living the grace of ordination, and what we want our priests, and I'm very much in need of it every day, to be more active and on fire with the love of God, when we want our bishops to be on fire with the love of God, we want the Pope who asks us to pray for him, to continue to be on fire with the love of God, we pray that the Holy Spirit continues to ignite the dynamite that's in their soul. That's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's something that doesn't just happen one time on a charismatic retreat. It's not something that just um, is about feeling. It's the reality that there's untapped grace there that we received. And we could grow day by day in docility to the Holy Spirit, in openness to the way that the Spirit works in our hearts. We need a new Pentecost in the church today and every day that all the grace that we receive that we leave on a shelf without doing anything with it, That that be activated, set on fire, and exploded in the spreading of the gospel. Every single one. No one's accepted. If you haven't been baptized, you've got to get baptized. You're accepted if you haven't been baptized. You need the grace of the Holy Spirit through baptism. um, First, sacramentally. And then, though, if you've been baptized, just think how much dynamite is sitting in your soul. Go do something with it. And so we prayed. We prayed um, before the Mass began. Um, Come Holy Spirit. Veni Sancti Spiritus. Come Holy Spirit. We prayed in the, pe- in the sequence there. Come Holy Spirit. And from your celestial home shed a ray of, divine- of light divine. We pray for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then when we do go out on mission... It's so beautiful, you know, these, this crowd arrives, and this is why we need it, and it's every single person. It's not just me, it's not just those of us here in this church, our focus missionaries, Chris and me, and Sarah singing the music. No, no, no. It's we need everybody. Because the gift of tongues in today's world it's not so much that we can all speak these different languages. Good for you, I learned, I learned Spanish, Italian, Polish, I could English, you know. That's not the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues that we need today is that the same gospel, the same mighty acts of God are translated into the language of college students, into the language of science professors, into the language of police officers, into the language of doctors and nurses, that you can speak that gift of tongues by the very language that you speak in your everyday life. How do you explain to people in the midst of your everyday professions, your family, your friends, how do you proclaim to them the mighty acts of God? It's the same gospel, but the gift of tongues today is that There's a way that I can say that, that I can speak that to my generation and my people and my friends. And that each of us has our own network, our own generation, our own friends. And we speak that to them. We need to translate the gospel not into just new languages out of a dictionary. We need to translate it into the the language of today. The same gospel. The same mighty works. It's an error to think that we changed the message because we changed the language. It's the same gospel, the same message as the Spirit gives us utterance that then we translate into the midst of the entire world. We need to pray for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If we lose the Holy Spirit in the church, it's like what we sang in the psalm. If you take away their breath, their spirit, they die. When we see places in the world, maybe even in our own archdiocese, in our own country, and throughout the world, where the church has died, has perished, it's because the Holy Spirit uh, is not authentically realized, known, and loved. And so, we need to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is the new evangelization in all of those places. We receive the Holy Spirit through intimacy with Christ. The Spirit blows up the dynamite of grace in our souls, and we need to pray for that baptism in the Spirit, pray for that greater outpouring and igniting of the sacramental grace we have received, and then translate the gospel through the gift of tongues as the Spirit gives us utterance into the language of our family and friends, of our generation. The apostles, as they persevered in prayer for the Holy Spirit, prayed with Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so today we ask our mother, as well as we conclude this month of May in her honor, uh, to pray for us, um, to be with us and lead us in praying for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church today, so that today, as at Pentecost, the church may go out boldly and proclaim the gospel to all nations.